here. <clears throat> Ooh, my voice. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the XFL Podcast episode four. You know who I am. I'm Jonathan Risk. You can follow me at Official Risk. And I am joined, as always, by my second in command, the General, MG Geek. MG Geek, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. Uh, excited to pick some games for once. I'm excited. Let's do this. Yeah, um, pick some games with some knowledge. Yeah. If uh, For the people that are keeping score at home, the score is I am 4-1. and um, no, I am three and one. Excuse me. MG say, is one and you three. Where'd you add a game? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow or today, when people are listening to this, I, I should say, uh, this is the XFL podcast presented by Habibi Clothing. Um, let's get right into it. MG, quick news and notes. Tell me about Week One, bro. All right, so there was some stats from week one, um, and I figured we this was directly from the XFL, so take that for what it's worth. I'm sure they padded this or made it sound good at least. Um, 160 points were scored uh, in total. Average average game was 40 points per game, uh, with three of the four games decided by less than four points. So they all were they all were really good games to watch for sure. Uh, yeah. The new rules. Oh, go ahead. Even uh, even the uh, worst game of the week, which I think the the country agrees, was the uh, Guardians game, um, which we'll get to later. Um, still was like, oh yes, not we the worst <laughs> blowout that you have ever seen in a football game. Like, so it was it was. I mean, I said it over and over again from top to finish. It's hard to complain about. Like, if that was an NFL playoff weekend, we would have all left thoroughly entertained. Right on, right on. Yeah, it was it was good. Um, the next thing, so they claim the new rules led to an average game time of two hours and forty nine minutes. Now, I looked up um, what the average NFL game is, and it's just over three hours usually. Or right okay. around three. So so they they managed to shave off about ten to fifteen minutes. Um, cool. You know, I, I don't think it's that big of a difference that it's gonna make it you know, people are gonna go, Hey, this game moves faster, but cool. It does it there is less downtime and that that's good, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely mm-hmm. this they got rid of a lot of the downtime, like you said. Um and but it like at the same time, like you also said, it didn't feel rushed, and it felt like just an enjoyable weekend of football. And the fact that they were able to shave ten to fifteen minutes, and it was just nonsense. Like some of those reviews, I'm sure, cut a lot of the time out. Um, it just, I think it was a spectacular first weekend. Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, also, uh, the linear broadcast, so the television broadcast, peaked at 2.3 million uh, on Sunday afternoon uh, during San Antonio's Brahmas and St. Louis Battlehawks uh, game on ABC. Uh, they had, I mean, they had a pretty decent viewership. So um, this is the national averages, and you can find these numbers on our Twitter and Instagram at XFLPod. Um, the Vegas Vipers versus Arlington Ren- Renegades on ABC had an average of 1.7 million viewers. Um, the Orlando Guardians, Houston Roughnecks that night on ESPN and FX had 751,000 viewers. Um, following day, 
We just talked about it. 1.53 for the Battle Hawks and Brahmas on ABC. Um, and then the night game, Seattle Sea Dragons versus the DC Defenders on ESPN. 918,000 viewers. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. I think we know the sweet spot. I think they I think they should consider more afternoon games, especially, you know. Yeah, and seem I think to be doing one, well thing, those. Mm-hmm. one thing is the uh, big gap. I mean, yeah. personally, I liked it as someone that was watching all the games. I was like, cool. I got a second. You get up and take a break. Of, right. To, yeah, to mm-hmm. do some things I need to do. I can watch something other than football right now. Like, it was cool. But at the same time, like a lot of people aren't like you and I who are invested in watching these games so we could talk about them. Um, Mm -hmm. So like I could see somebody getting up, going out to do something and then they don't watch, which is why there's the drop off that you don't really see during NFL playoff times where there's this many games because those games are back to back. You just flip from network to network and you're already into a new thing, a new thing. Um, This you get up and you have the opportunity to miss it because you go run an errand, go help the wife build something. I don't know, whatever you're doing. And then you lose track of time. And then at that point, it's nine o'clock. You're tired from running those errands. You know how adult and be. And then you grab a beer, grab your vitamins and forget there's more football on because it's the middle of February and you're not used to it. And that could be the reason for the drop off from the, over 1 million viewers in the morning shows and then less than a million on average on the nighttime shows, even though the DC Defenders and Seattle Sea Dragons game was a thriller. Yeah, for sure. It's a good, I, I think that's a good assessment of it. For sure, for yeah. sure. Um, the last the last part about the stats is uh, 61,000 total fans in attendance for the four games. Um not bad, uh, no. considering, you know, uh, considering they give or take. I mean, it's fine. I think I think we'll see. We we, are, we already know that um, D.C. is going to show out, and I think Seattle will, too. Um, yeah, I mean, we know Seattle we'll, is um, based on uh, Lumen Field opened up their top section of their stadium, and it's oh, really? damn okay. near sold mm-hmm. out. So tomorrow, not only is the XFL going to be playing in a fully packed Lumen Field, which we know how loud that could be, um, nearly might be fully a snowstorm, packed, I should right? say. There might be a mother effing snowstorm, and there's snow <laughs> on the ground. So XFL with snow in a jam-packed arena, this is like the stuff that the NFL and Amazon Prime dreams of that they could never get. These, this is going to be an amazing Thursday night game, and I am excited about it. But before we That's talk cool. about that, someone got fired, MG. What happened? Yes, uh, Brahma's, San Antonio Brahma's GM, Mike Sheehan, uh, was let go. And when I first saw this news, I don't know about you, but I started reading the comments. And everybody's like, oh, my God, the league is dying already. They're cutting people. They're doing budget cuts. And they had to come back out um, and issue a statement saying, no, no, no. It was just a personal matter. Everything is fine. Um, We let him go. But, you know, there will be no other cuts. This is just a one-time thing. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought that was interesting that they 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 uh went that route with it. It was very interesting. It was very it felt very WWF to me. 
WWE to me, where it's very, very like, like, yeah, there wasn't a lot of information and they had to, they had to backtrack. I'm like, oh man, something bad's happening. But then it was just like, okay. And his official title with the Brahmas was VP of Business and Event Operations, um, which right. makes it even more interesting because that San Antonio Brahmas Alamo Dome was one of the more, uh, it was the most filled, most viewers there live, most tickets sold stadium of the weekend. Mm-hmm. So for that person to get nixed is a very peculiar and maybe we'll hear sound about like, it probably yeah, not it sound like might it sound like might have been mutual to be honest with you um, yeah so so anywho all right um let's do, i'm gonna quickly fly through these injuries um because some of them are Bet. it just sounds like uh a, a, like banged up stuff um so st louis battle hawks uh st louis battle hawks geez speak matt speak uh brian hill running back um he was able to practice, uh, but is listed with a hamstring injury. injury. Uh, he was out for mar- parts of uh, week one, um, re- then returned and played. He should be good for Thursday night. Uh, Seattle Sea Dragons, uh, Brendan Knox, running back. Uh, he had a hand injury, injury, but he was also uh, was able to practice uh, this week, so he should be ready as well against the Battle Hawks. Uh, also, the Sea Dragons, Blake Jackson, wide receiver. He was limited with a thumb injury, uh, but is considered questionable. So nothing like hindering these teams so far. And then Houston Roughnecks, yeah. Travis Travel Harris, wide receiver. Um, there was no, no listing of why he was. He was just maybe it was a personal reason why he wasn't practicing. Uh, okay. But he was one of the big. He was one of the big players for the Roughnecks. So we'll see. And then um, DC Defenders Raquel Raquel Armstead, uh, yeah. running back. Uh, he had an ankle injury, so he was limited. Yeah. So like uh, Vegas Vipers, Martavius Bryant, uh, wide receiver. Uh, he had an illness, but he should be okay. And then DeAndre Torrey, uh, ankle injury. Um, looks like of all the ones I'm listed so far, this one might be the most, like, the one that could keep him out. Then Sequeet, am, am I saying that right? Sin, Sinque, no clue. <laughs> Sinque Sweeting, uh, wide receiver for the defenders, uh, was limited. He has a shoulder injury. For the Vipers. Uh, yes, Um Oh, the Vipers. I'm sorry. I was look. I looked up one. And uh, thanks. Uh, he did. He did have a TD last week, and so he is a big part of their offense. So we'll see about him. And then the Orlando Guardians, Stephen Gidry, wide receiver, uh, had a concussion. So that guy might actually be out. Um, we'll see. Okay. So here's the gist. You ready to get into the gist of our uh, our our little thing? I am. Mm-hmm. I am. Let's go ahead and do some picks. Um, so Thursday night, uh, which would be when you hear this tonight, St. Louis Battlehawks at uh, Seattle Sea Dragons. Uh, sea Dragons are laying three and a half. Uh, this will be on nine, nine o'clock on FX and ESP, ESPN Plus. Who are we going with, Jonathan? Mm. Oh, okay. Well, 
this isn't really a hard one for me. Um, and I feel like I don't have to justify it. AJ McCarron has to show me he could play four quarters. I still think the Sea Dragons roster and coaching staff is incredible and meant for this league. So I'm taking the Sea Dragons at minus three and a half. And I will remind people we are now picking against the spreads, not just winner or losers. So if the spread does not, if I don't cover, then that goes to a point against me, vice versa, uh, MG Geek included. And then, uh, by next week, MG, we need to figure out what the loser has to do because the loser got to do something. Maybe like by the winter. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. But I'll take right, the Seattle so, Sea Dragons. Who are you picking? Gotcha. I also um, and on the Sea Dragons for a lot of the same reasons. It's their first home game. We All the reasons we said it's going to be packed. It's going to be quite a raucous crowd. I expect them to turn it around from their first game so and play just much better. Um, that should be a really good game, though, so we'll see. But definitely, yeah. I'm I'm definitely laying the points and uh, taking the Sea Dragons. Mm. All right, next game, Saturday. Uh, this is DC Defenders at the Vegas Vipers. Uh, 8.30 p.m. start. There's only one game on Saturday uh, on ESPN uh, FX or ESPN+. Plus. The Vipers are laying three. Who you got? Hmm. Well, we know my bias as I'm a Vegas Vipers fan, <laughs> as we determined a couple episodes ago. Um, and this is weird because both of these teams faced similar fates on the opposite side of the coins last week with the D.C. defenders getting smacked until the fourth quarter and then make it a comeback and then the Vipers put in a smack down on the Renegades until blowing the game. And I feel like history will repeat itself. So I'm gonna take the DC defend I'm gonna take the dogs here, the DC defenders to cover three points for me. Wow, I didn't expect that, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right. Like, well, I'm here for the uh, unexpected. <laughs> Yes, yes, you did You did well with that. All right, so I'm going with the Vi Vipers. I think the Vipers will rebound and, um, and cover. So mm. I would and like that as a fan, will, but I'm trying to win this, you know? Yeah, uh, right. One thing I will say about these um, uh, spreads is with the extra points, these are dicey um, for sure. So we'll see if that makes a difference. Um, yeah. You know, Okay, uh, Sunday. Two games on Sunday. Uh, one, the first one at 4 o'clock, San Antonio Brahmas uh, laying three uh, to the Orlando Guardians, the old uh, home dog. Uh, this is on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. Who are we thinking? Brahmas. Mm, uh, <laughs> That's uh, yeah. It. That's it. Mm. Brahmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, we're going to get into this in a little bit. I got something for us at the end, but uh, I will say um, right now, there's still not a, according to the information we have to our availability at this moment in time, there has not been a starter named at quarterback uh, for Orlando. We're talking, right? Yes. For mm -hmm. Orlando, I'm projecting Quentin uh, Dormaday uh, mm -hmm. to start over Paxton Lynch. I think it's hilarious if they, 
if Paxton Lynch starts again, I would love to see it. This is just I'm oh. sorry, Paxton Lynch. This is gonna be the running joke of this show. But I <laughs> yes, yes, it will be. Yes, it will be. And this I will and I have something for us at the end. So so uh okay. Are you also um, picking the Brahmas, I'm assuming? God, yes. <laughs> okay. Do the do, do the Guardians win a game this year? You know what? That's a great question. I think they'll pull one out at home. Uh, yeah, you know who they, I think they beat? You know, it's going to be my mm, effing luck. They're going to beat the Vipers. Or they're going to beat yeah. someone no no one expects and beat, like, the Defenders. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, maybe, like, the D.C. Defenders. Um, but what it will be is the, something to look at is when – so I you, you might know this more than me. Is there um, – they can bring in uh, new new personnel, right? Could they always, always yeah, sign actually, a quarterback? Speaking of, Yes, so speaking of, that actually reminds me, and I don't know if they would do a quarterback. That would be a major thing. But Will Compton, uh, Bussin' with the Boys host, played on a litany of teams from the okay. uh, formerly the Redskins to the Titans to the Raiders, uh, linebacker, middle linebacker. He was actually reached out to um, by the San Antonio Brahmas, um, okay. and he posted so they, they, that. So they might be adding team. They they might be adding, and I could see a quarterback coming available. Um, uh, yeah, you know, because because yeah, because yeah, Orla- Orlando. Oh boy, um, that was something. Okay, last game of the week: uh, Orlando Renegades uh, versus Orlando at the Renegades. Houston Roughneck. Did I say Orlando? Oh my God! Well, I had Orlando. I had Orlando PSTD on my brain again. Uh, Ar- Arlington PSTD. At, Jesus. Yeah, something MG. like that. <laughs> MG. <laughs> I know it's late at night, but you gotta be a little bit coherent. How many beers did you have? I have. I've had a quarter of a beer. Um, it's too much. PTSD. Too How's that? PTSD. <laughs> Let me get that right. Okay. Uh, so Arlington Renegades at the Houston Roughnecks. Uh, the Roughnecks are le- are uh, get spotting four and a half. Uh, this is a seven o'clock start um, on ESPN2. Yeah, which means we'll be able to get an early podcast in. We'll be able to get it done a little early. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so, yeah, so uh, four and a half. Who do you got? Now, this one's a tough one. Um, this one, and I think um, this would, this one's actually the, the hardest one for me to pick. Um, I am going to go with the dogs here again, the Renegades, with, um, with plus four and a half on this. Um, I think they at least cover that spread. I don't think they necessarily win. I think there's a good chance. I think they have the pieces on offense that could compete with the Roughnecks defense. And I don't think the Roughnecks necessarily have enough on offense to compete with the Renegades defense, which is why I'm going with the dogs to cover the spread. I I don't actually think they're going to win, but I think they cover the spread. I think that's like a one or two point game. All right. And I think I'm going to go with the obvious. I'm going with the home. I'm, I'm taking the Roughnecks, uh, and laying the four and a half. Um, I, I liked they looked just tough. Their defense looked really tough. So I think they're gonna be a fun team to watch. Um and right now I, I don't know. So you, you did our power rankings. Um 
Yes. I don't know where the Roughnecks uh, do, uh, land, but they, they definitely should be up there. Uh, Want to go ahead and give those, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll close this out at the end with something a little different. Yes. Yeah, so um, I would uh, typically I would like to get these out um, on our first episode of the week right after the games with the way that the uh, DC and Sea Dragons game ended. It kind of mixed up my power rankings, so I didn't have it in time. But after sitting on it for a good amount of days, I realized and seeing all these other blogs put theirs out that ours are way different. And I understand that completely. But still, these are our power rankings over here at the XFL podcast. And these are just on our opinions with our statistical people right there in the back. You see them sleeping. We're, we're, we're cranking out numbers and we're giving you our best power rankings of these eight XFL teams. So coming in at number one, they're up two spots from last week. The Houston Roughnecks. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. They blew out a team. Mm-hmm. Now, take with the greatest salt. It was the Orlando Guardians, but they blew out a team. So for that, I had to put them at number one. Number two, they moved up four spots. Would be the DC Defenders. That's a home field advantage that I don't think maybe looming by the looks of the ticket sales. But it's going to be a tough place to play. Their defense looks tremendous. And I think their offense uh, with Derek King, if they put him in, uh, I mean, Tameyu's also a tremendous quarterback. um, And both those guys, I think, carried them the long way. For that, they're my number two. Now, number three, moving down one spot, the Arlington Renegades. Um, I wanted to move them down lower, but they won. They pulled an amazing comeback <laughs> win against the Vipers, um, but they still were down before the game, so I had to drop them down a spot. They're still in the top three. Number four, up three spots, San Antonio Brahmas. we seen the game. It was a great game, and I know they lost, and I know they're still higher than the people they beat, but we'll get to that. Okay, um, next after them is the Sea Dragons, down four spots. Okay. I get it. They played really well. This may be controversial. I do not care. I think overall, the Brahmas put together a great game, be it they lost in the last 90, minute, 90 seconds of the game. Uh, Renegades, their comeback was also really good. Uh, DC Defenders beat the Seattle Sea Dragons, so they had to be above them. And I know that's hypocritical because of the Brahmas, but we're going to get to it. Next is the Battlehawks. Down one spot. Told you we're going to get to it. We're back here with the quickness. Here's the issue. They will only look good for like 90 seconds, right? I just said it. A.J. McCarron was asleep for the first three and a half quarters. They came back. It was spectacular. It was a great game to watch. Highest number of viewers. I get it. But until they show me they could put at least three and a half good quarters together, you know, if you come out slow in the half, first half of the first quarter, I can forgive you. But until then, you're down to that number six spot. Right below them, down three spots, the Vipers. Hate to do it, but you can't give up that big of a loss. You just can't do it. Not on opening week, not on the first game, not with all eyes on you. Sorry about it. 
And then lastly, they haven't moved. They still down there. I've been trying to tell you it's the Orlando Guardians, and I don't see them ever moving from that spot at all this season. And that's all I got to say about our they were power anchored. rankings. I know we brought it up last episode, but they were anchored at the bottom, and you sent it to me like halfway through the game. It's like, yep, they're staying right there. <laughs> staying right there. Don't even got to move them. Don't even got to move them. And I'm not even – that's like locked on the Photoshop. I don't even got to touch it. It's just there. It's probably going to stay there. probably going to rock that whole little bar. But what we got next, MG? You got you got some words oh, you got to say. Oh, man. I, I, I got I to go. I got to say something. So we uh, – Came if you guys all watched a couple episodes, uh, the first two episodes, just the first episode, we did some. Um, oh, what was it? Um, End of season predictions. We did, we did some predictions. Yeah, some predictions. And I don't know why Paxton Lynch was somebody of my uh, that I thought of, but I predicted him as the MVP. So i would like to i would like to do something now um that we all can get behind and all can do as a community and as people jonathan hit the music ladies and gentlemen of the xfl congregation we are gathered here to pay respects to someone near and dear to our hearts someone that has made an insurmountable contribution to the game of football as the only one that actually thought that Maybe, just maybe, he had a chance by picking him as my MVP and taking a big hit to my credibility. <laughs> I'd like to take this time to recognize and pay homage to the career of Paxton, Paxton Lynch. May, the, may it rest in peace. His XFL career highlight will be a tie goes to the runner pass. Before then throwing an interception, getting sacked four times, and demonstrating that the accuracy of a blind a, a once promising first-round pick of the Denver Broncos now has the distinction of being benched in four different leagues, can now be called a history maker. Although it's clear he might have to actually still play because his, his replacement wasn't much better, kind of below two, um, but it might as well be from inside a body bag. So rest well, Pax and Lynch's career. Rest well. Well, that was beautiful, Matthew. Was beautiful. <laughs> you liked my little loop. I, I had to do yeah. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, Paxton Lynch is um, a former first round pick and he's the first quarterback ever to be benched in the NFL, CFL, USFL and now the XFL, XFL. and most famously Cowboys owner Jerry Jones has been on record and quoted saying regretted and was disappointed that the Cowboys did not trade up at the time and when Jones got up the day after the draft, he second-guessed the hell out of himself for not giving up the three and drafting Paxton Lynch. So, Cowboy that fans, rejoice. disaster. <laughs> Could you imagine Paxton Lynch instead of uh, Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott? Oh, man, talk about, uh, talk about uh, a different fortune for that, that whole franchise. Jesus. <laughs> well, We see where the Broncos that- are. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh. With that being said, that will be us for this episode. 
Please, everybody, go ahead and drop us a like and go ahead, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, go ahead, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a like, drop a review, do whatever you could do to help us with this pesky little algorithm. I am Jonathan Risk. You can follow me at Official Risk on all social media. That is... That is MG Geek. You could follow him at the number two fight forever on Twitter. XFL Pod is our handle on everything Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. And until next time, y'all, we will be back Monday evening, Tuesday morning to talk about week two of the XFL and break down all the games. Until then, peace. Oh, wait, I need to play the music. Yeah. <laughs>